You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This, 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 this is Views from Street. Now, here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another rousing rendition of the Views from Mitch Street podcast right here Coming from the heart of Panthers country, Greenville, South Carolina. I am your host, Rob Brown, my co-host, executive producer. On the other side of the metaphorical glass this afternoon, the wonderful Lonzo Reitzel. Uh, Cleveland comes in to the bank. 26-24 winners over the Panthers. And I will start, Lonzo, by very simply saying it's just one game. The old Belichickian way, it's just one game. It is one game. But to say that this loss was anything but a heartbreaker would be a lie because it was. Yeah, absolutely just one game, but a game that at least one guy really wanted to win. And I'm not sure he was given all the tools to do that. We are going to be talking, obviously, about Baker Mayfield. 16 of 27, 235, a touch and a pick, sacked four times for 28 yards, a QB rating of just under 85 on the day and look we're going to get into a lot of the x's and o's over the next 42 ish or so minutes but i think you absolutely have to start by saying it certainly did not feel like this offensive line was better than it was last year it certainly felt like a lot of the same problems bubbled up to the surface once again we talked a lot about icky we told you in the last episode there were going to be growing pains on the left side of the line between Icky and Brady. No doubt about that. And it's just unfortunate that the first round of growing pains on the left side of the line between Icky and Brady came when Miles Garrett was over there. We also said that if the Browns won this game, you could chalk a lot of it up to Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney as big reasons why. And so, frankly, that's exactly what happened. They just destroyed the offensive line at the point of attack, especially early in the football game. And by the time that Carolina recovered, they were down 10 at the half and having to play come from behind football. See, I think that's a key, and I'm going to be a little more positive about that aspect. It could have been worse. And going up against this defense with Miles Garrett and with uh, Jadavian Clowney, especially Clowney, uh, because early on he was – blocking all of Baker's passes. I mean, and the thing is, if you go up with up against someone and practice a ton, you understand what their tendencies are. You know uh, they have tells. You know when they're going to throw the ball. And Clowney knew whenever um, that Baker Midfield was going to throw the ball. And you could tell because he anticipated and he was able to block some balls. And when it comes to Aquanu, 
You can look and say, yeah, he failed several times. Yeah, he did. But he's going up against Miles Garrett, one of the best, at least top three, got to be top three, top four uh, pass rushers in all of the NFL right now for a couple years. And the fact that uh, in the second half, you didn't hear from nearly as much as you did in the first. Now, is that because he got tired? Is that because uh, Cleveland backed him off? Or is it because they found a way to uh, not stop him, but contain him a whole lot better in the second half? Let's get to let's get to this to start because again we're going to talk a lot of X's and O's over the course of the day but obviously we would be remiss if we did not talk about the calls at the end of the football game because they were we're not we're not going to be those guys are we? we're going to start this podcast off talk yeah we are we yeah are. no gonna, I'm going to I, I mean that. you don't have to go with me oh, I'm I'm I was there before you got okay, there okay good. I say I'll walk this path alone if I need to. Yeah, we got screwed. All right, got hosed. That's all that it comes down to. We got hosed, and I, I've I've heard some people already saying, "Well, you know, that's 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 just an excuse." No, no, no. It's a reason, right? It's a reason. There are there are major differences between between excuses and reasons. And I've said this on our show, the Rob Brown Show, nine to noon on thefanofstate.com, many many times. Excuses are when something that happens within your control happens and you let it. Reasons are when things outside of your control impact the situation. Officials making not one, but two bad calls late in the game. Those are reasons you lose. Those are not excuses. That's that's the direct reason. There is nothing you can do when the officials are blowing or not blowing the whistle based on the actual rules of football. A minute 13 left on the clock. The Browns get the ball. They've got no timeouts. They trail 24-23 after the Panera go-ahead field goal. And Cleveland gets the ball gifted to them at their 40-yard line after officials called a roughing the passing uh, roughing the passer penalty on Brian Burns. I have gone back I have watched that penalty multiple times, and I don't see it, man. I don't see it. Listen, the helmet came up under the helmet of Jacoby Brissett. I'm not arguing with that. But he was being blocked by the running back in that situation who kind of pulled him backwards into Brissett. The arm was outstretched. When the contact was made between uh, between the defensive end, Brian Burns, and Jacoby Brissett. When the helmet contact was made, Jacoby Brissett was still throwing the football, right? Roughing the passer comes after the pass has been thrown away. Let me tell you how bad that call was. That call was so bad that Skip Bayless and I agree on it. Wow. Yeah. Lonzo, I'll tell you, I don't agree with Skip Bayless on anything. And if Skip Bayless and I do agree on something, I frequently change my position on the thing so that I don't agree with Skip Bayless. Because if Skip agrees with it, it's probably wrong. I Skip Bayless said that Baker's team got absolutely robbed, quote-unquote. And he did. That call was atrocious. After the game was over, referee Brad Rogers in the postgame pool said, quote, it was called because there was forcible contact to the head and neck area. Uh, yeah, he tackled him. Or was in the act of tackling him. 
when he still had the football. Like, I'm in the point now where, and I've never been this guy, right? I am I am for the targeting call in college football for safety purposes. I am for not being able to, uh, not allowed to, to, to punch quarterbacks in the head. I'm for all of it. But my guy, unless you are about to start calling this two-hand touch, that hit cannot be a roughing the passer. It just can't be. Yeah, the the uh, TV announcers at the time, they were completely shocked. And, of course, the crowd's going to be shocked. But I think the uh, the entire refereeing crew was shocked because they had that look on their face. They had no idea what to do. And it may, it's week one. Is it too early to have a crew investigate it and say, hey, you know, here's what I expect to happen. I, I, and it may or may not happen. I expect a good old NFL apology. We got that one wrong, Carolina. Sorry. Which means nothing. It doesn't. I don't know why you got to have a big old conference. If it was obviously um, roughing the passer, why do you need every referee over there to talk about it? Yeah, it, it, I mean, they. I, I feel like they knew that. That, that means wasn't. some of those guys didn't agree with it. You don't have a discussion if everyone goes, yes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. You shouldn't need to have that discussion at all. You shouldn't need to have that discussion at all. The hit was, I, I didn't think it was blatant. I didn't think it was for, I mean, it was forceful contact, but it was a, it was a, it was a hit, right? It was a hit. It is, it, it just kind of is what it is. Uh, so that call was absolutely atrocious, and I'm not the only one who said that. McCaffrey said afterwards, quote, it was a horrid call, Burns play, end quote, and it absolutely was. Now, he went on to say, quote, we can't put the game in the officials' hands. It's our job to not do that. Look, I got news for you. It's the National Football League. The best teams are only a few degrees better than the worst teams, and the worst teams are only a few degrees worse than the best teams. There are going to be games... In fact, a lot of them that are one-score football games. Any score that is three or seven points, the game is in the official's hands at that point because one blow of the whistle can absolutely change uh, the game, can absolutely change the game. It's not that we shouldn't allow the game to be in the referee's hands. It's that very frequently in the league it's going to be, and you should be able to trust the officials to get it right. 13 seconds left. It is third and one from the Panthers' 40-yard line. Jacoby Brissett took a step back before spiking the ball. Carolina argued the combination of moves should have resulted in an intentional grounding, which obviously would have resulted in the 10-yard loss and a 10-second runoff, meaning that had been snapping at the 50 with three seconds left to play. Will Brinson tweeted out, Rule 8, Section 2, Article 1, Item 4, in case you wanted to look it up, you don't. But in case of the NFL rulebook, pretty clearly states you cannot fake spike, then actually spike. The rule says a player under center is permitted to stop the game clock legally to save time if immediately upon receiving the snap, he begins a continuous throwing motion and throws the ball directly into the ground. 
a passer after delaying his passing action for strategic purposes is prohibited from throwing the ball to the ground in front of him, even though he is under no pressure from defensive rushers. That is to say, you either spike the ball immediately or it's intentional grounding. I have watched this play 50 times since last night. Brissett drops back, fakes the snap, takes a step back, then stops and comes forward and spikes the ball. Now, I'm not necessarily as angry about that one as it, as I am uh, the first one, but Jacoby Brissett, after taking the snap, very clearly looks over at Cooper before going, nope, that didn't work, and spiking the ball. That's literally the rule. Literally the rule. And I hate to open this with 14 minutes of, here's how we got screwed by the officials, <clears throat> but we did. Yeah, and of course, another conference. So these guys uh, were not in in the referee huddle to know what they're talking about, but I, I'm i just guessing they're going, was that against the rule? I don't know. Do you know all the rules? No, I don't know all the rules. What do we do here? Um, well, I guess we just don't call it. Let's just, yeah, it's not a penalty. The official said in the pool report afterwards that, quote, uh, the step back, quote, did not disqualify the quarterback from spiking the ball, and we allowed him to do that, by the way. Yeah, we know you allowed him to do it. You allowed That's it. That's literally yeah. the problem, <laughs> Mr. Rogers. That's literally the issue was that you allowed him to do it. Um, the rule says, once again, official, you should know this. Immediately. Upon receiving the snap, he begins a continuous throwing motion and throws the ball directly into the ground. He didn't do that. He took the snap. He brought it up. He took a big step backwards. He looked out to his receiver because what he was hoping was that Cooper was just going to take off on a fly route down. The DBs were going to be caught asleep thinking it was a spike, and he was going to throw it over their head. But because the Carolina Panthers know you can't fake spike anymore, right? Because even if you spike it and they run with the DB, what's the worst that happened? They're, they're a little more tired than they were before, I guess. They knew, stay with the receiver in a spike situation. Because they can't fake spike it anymore. And you just you just let them do that. That's unbelievable. It's that a, is a, a, a huge failure on behalf of the National Football League. It's okay. The NFL also will send another email going, hey, <laughs> our bad. Apology, addendum one, also another apology. Sorry we screwed you twice when you were trying to put a game away. That's yeah, yeah. It's, it's still a loss. You know, it still counts as an L, but, you know, it, my, it, was, it was probably our fault. Yeah. I mean, listen, it, it's, it's, it's disappointing because that game was won. The game was won. I mean, maybe, maybe they go deep and catch a miracle. Who knows? But roughing the passer that wasn't. Earned them all the way out to the 40 going in. And the fake spike allowed them to try a, what, 58-er instead of 68-er? Nobody's ever made a 68-yard kick. That game's won at that point. The, the NFL record is 66, and it was barely there. But they weren't getting 68. It just was not. Not with a rookie kicker. It just was not happening. They had that game won. And it was ripped away from them from the dudes wearing stripes. And to answer the question you haven't asked yet, dear listener, yes, I am very salty about it. Well, the thing is, though, it's just game one. It's just one game. Yeah. Do you let that affect you the rest of the year? I hope not.